Welcome back to After the Buzz of Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. Alright, welcome back guys for another episode. In today's episode, once again, I'm going to be joined by Thomas, aka Mr. Sideline. And in today's episode, we're going to be discussing all about the NFL draft. Uh, about a week ago or so, we did the NBA draft on Thomas's podcast. So this week, we're coming back with something similar, but for the NFL draft. Um, it's it's kind of going to be like the same dynamic, just two different sports. I may stutter a little bit. I got like just stuff going off my mouth right now. I'm all cut up, but disregard that. But if I stutter or anything like that, just cut me a little slack. Uh, but... We're going to jump right into it, uh, so let's get to that. All right, so first I'll start off by asking Thomas a question. It seems like when we talk about the best overall prospect in this draft class, it comes down to Chase Young and Joe Burrow. So I think I have a feeling I know who you're going to answer, but I'll let you take it away. Who is the best prospect in this draft class? To me, if we are talking about the best prospect in this draft class, I gotta go with Joe Burrow. I mean, the dude is absolutely insane with LSU. I mean, he threw 60 touchdowns in a season. That's just honestly incredible. But even going beyond that, his ability to throw outside the numbers is something that's really impressive. I've watched a lot of film on him, and he's he's really got it all. I mean, he can throw outside the numbers. He can read the field well. His touch passes that he throws are awesome. He's great at leading his wide receivers on like even if it's like there's a window that he thinks he can throw it to he can also he's also great at just leading them on even past the defender and just into open space it's a really great tool to have and it's going to help him at the next level another thing that i really like about burrow is yes he is a pocket passing quarterback but he knows how to use his legs he knows how to create outside of the pocket he's also not afraid i love his swagger i love his confidence i love how he carries himself uh, on the field and I think with the Bengals, he's going to have a really nice season. I mean, the Bengals aren't good by any means, but they do have some borderline elite positional like skill players. Yeah, A.J. Like, Green, Joe Mixon, Tyler, Tyler Boyd. Boyd. Yep. Like, those guys are all pretty talented. I mean, I know A.J. Green's old. Uh, Tyler Boyd was very inconsistent last year, and Joe Mixon, you know, didn't have the greatest season. But, you know, looking at the positives of all of those guys, Mixon really started to pick it up at the end of the yes, season. Yes, he did. AJ Green still's got a ton of talent, even though he's old and he's banged up all the time. And Tyler Boyd is still very, very talented despite being inconsistent. And maybe with a good quarterback, he can put a better. And not one that they. And you also have to consider, like they had a quarterback change middle of the year. So Tyler Boyd, I don't. I think some of it also. Not only did he have poor quarterback play, not only did he have these changing quarterbacks, but also he was put in the number one receiving role, where I think he's more comfortable at number two. So I think Joe Burrow does have some weapons there. But is there anything else you'd like to say? Yeah, this isn't to me. I'm, I, I I believe that Joe Burrow is like the true number one in this class. But it's not a slight to Chase Young. I mean, Chase Young is far and away the best defender in this class, and he's probably going to have a dominant career in the NFL. But at the end of the day, the quarterback is also the most important position yep. in football. So I, I got to give it a Burrow because he's got a lot of talent. Uh, I know some people have some questions about him, but I think he's going to be able to get the job done at the next level. I agree. Uh, I just looked at like Joe Burrow. Like You talked about the stats. I mean – you look at this guy play on film, 
he looked nearly flawless. The stats are incredible. They pop off the sheet, and it makes everyone look pathetic. Like, Joe Burrow was incredible at LSU. Keep in mind, LSU is a place where quarterbacks have struggled for years now. Like, they, like, I mean, that place for quarterbacks, it's just, it's, it's, Doom Valley, like you're not, no one succeeds there, but Joe Burrow didn't, he did much more than just succeed, not to mention the way this guy played against top, you know, talent, like he played seven of the top 10 teams in college football, and he dominated against all of them, he dominated in um, high pressure situations, he showed he can handle them, the really only weakness you could pin against Joe Burrow is, he just came out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? That's really the only thing that you can pin against him is everything is there except for the fact that he just came out of nowhere and started playing really well. Was Is that just some random hot streak? I mean, that's that's more than a hot streak. Don't get me wrong. But if I had to pick two, I would say Joe Burrow is the best uh, talent in this um, draft, whole draft class. Like He's the best prospect. And again, that's not a slight to Trace Young. It's very close between the two. I may change my opinion, but I think at the end of the day, I'm sticking with Joe Burrow. Uh, Chase Young, great player. He can get to the quarterback. He is just a beast off the edge. Uh, but no, I have to go with uh, Joe Burrow as well. Uh, if you want to ask a question, go ahead. If not, I'll ask you another one. Uh, but it's up to you. All right, this is, I just want to hear from you. Who do you believe is the best running back draft prospect? I love a lot of the top, like my, between Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, and Clyde Edwards-Elair, three of the top running backs in this class. I love all three of them, and I think they're going to have successful careers. But the top one, in my opinion, is Jonathan Taylor. I know most people ranked him first. That may be a bit of a boring answer, but it's just a fact. He's the best running back in this draft class. I watched him play from the second I watched him play at Wisconsin. I loved him. He is a bit undersized. He's only 5'10", 226 pounds. I mean, he's got the weight to him. I mean, for 5'10", he's got a decent stature. Uh, but it doesn't matter. He's got the size. He's got the speed. He's got the power. He can break tackles. Like He has the whole package in a running back. He's produced the stats as well. He was a beast at Wisconsin. Like He could score touchdowns, you know, all of that. Um, I also like to see him. He got more involved as a receiver last year. I I've really paid a close attention to Jonathan Taylor. I really love him. I hope the best for him in the NFL draft. I think he should go in the first round. I don't say that about a lot of running backs, but I think if you're a team kind of later in the draft, let me look at the draft order real quick. Uh, and I scroll down. My Chromebook's a little laggy. All right. So I scroll down in the draft here. I'm looking at a team like, hmm, I don't know. You look at the Seahawks. They could use a running back. You look at the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins should just go for the highest talent guy. Like, they just need some talent on that roster, if that makes any sense. Uh, you could also... Um, I look at some of the other teams. Like, you could argue the Chiefs could go... I think the Chiefs are okay. I think they should definitely go for defense. But if they really want to spice things up and add more firepower to their offense, they could go for Jonathan Taylor. But this guy is just the complete package at running back. He is by far, hands down, the best running back in this draft class. What about... Because I pers I'm personally... I love J.K. Dobbins. Oh, so do I. He's number two for me, but Jonathan Taylor's number one. But if you want, are you asking me like my thoughts on him? 
Well, I was going to ask you, like, what, like, why, why is J.K. Dobbins two and Jonathan Taylor one? What did you say? Why is J.K. Dobbins two and Jonathan Taylor one? Okay. Um. Well, I think I, as much as I love J.K. Dobbins, I just don't think personally he brings as much of a complete package. I, I'd argue. Uh, that's actually a tough one, too. Both of their ceilings are really high. Uh, to be honest, I just think Jonathan Taylor brings a little bit more of a complete package. That's why all I have to say. Uh, I love them both. I really do. But personally, yeah, I uh, J.K. Dobbins, to me, compared to Jonathan Taylor, Taylor just brings more of that complete package. I think right now... He's a little more talented. He's a little more NFL ready. Maybe that's just because he's a year older. But it's not even a slight to J.K. Dobbins. It's just J.K. Dobbins, it's hard to really look at any weaknesses he has. I just think it's Jonathan Taylor just being a little more powerful than he is, a little more strong. You know what You know what I'm saying? Like He's a little better in some of those categories. I'd, I'd say J.K. Dobbins, I didn't. This may be incorrect, but from what I saw in college, J.K. Dobbins is a little faster. Uh, but when it came down to it, who brings more of a complete package? It's Jonathan Taylor. Uh, okay, and this is kind of like my final question. Do you think, like, who would your comparison for J.K. Dobbins be? Like a pro comparison. Ooh. Mm. Give me a minute to think about that one, all right? Uh, I'm going to ask you a question because I'm going to definitely get back to your question. I'm not just going to ignore it. I honestly, I'm going to need a minute to think about that one, but I'll ask you a question while I think about it. So it comes down to the quarterbacks. In this draft class, I personally am not a huge fan of a lot of the quarterbacks, but what is your top five in order? My top five in order. Okay. So... Uh, number one for me is going to be Joe Burrow. I mean, I, I've already talked about him a lot. The guy's just an absolute monster. He's going to be able to produce at the next level. He's got tons of great physical traits. He's a great pocket passer. He can read defenses. He's great at leading receivers on, throwing outside the numbers, uh, the touch passes, the ability to just, you know, find receivers in small holes. Um, not afraid to take the deep shot. Like, he's got that swagger, I believe, that he's just going to be very successful at the next level. And to me, he is my number one. At two, I've got Tua. Not even going to try to pronounce his last name. I mean, the injury, yeah, it's it's terrible, and it definitely hurt his draft stock a little bit. But I mean, he's got real he's got really good ball security. I mean, that's probably a weak way to start. But his ball security is really really good. He's a very ac accurate passer. He's got really good field vision. He's patient. He's got good anticipation. He challenges defenses. Um, and he's just got a really, really good arm. And he's, like I said, he's very, very accurate. So I think he's also going to be a stud at the next level. Uh, Justin Herbert. I am one of those people that does not believe Justin Herbert should be drafted by the Chargers. But I still think that Herbert is going to be like one of those guys in the NFL that just is a great, great leader. Um, that's what that's that's what those guys have said. I mean, he's not a vocal leader, but they want that kind of that his kind of presence, like, in the huddle, on the locker room, uh, on the sideline. He's, like, he is – I know it's a bit of a weak – like, leadership isn't really everything, so I'll obviously talk about his arm and stuff. Um, 
in like during the this was reported from uh, WalterFootball.com, which says during the fall when teams were looking at the 2019 NFL draft quarterback prospects, Herbert was said to have the best skill set. I'm obviously I don't really agree with that anymore, but I think he's got a really good he's got an awesome arm. Um, his field vision definitely needs to improve a little bit, uh, but he's got good height and size. Uh, he's good in the pocket. He's very patient. I'll let the routes develop. Um, I, he, I'm not completely sold on him being a great NFL quarterback, but I would say he is definitely safer than my number four guy that's going to be Jordan Love. Um, he's got a cannon arm. He can fire some true lasers. Um, he's just he's throw excellent touch, touch passes, um, and he knows how to throw between defenders. But the dude just telegraphs every single pass. Like his field vision is bad. It's not good. Um, he just needs to do a much better job at like reading, reading the field. And you know he doesn't need he doesn't need, you don't need to stare down your um, whoever you're going to throw to. Defenses are going to read that. Smart defenders are going to see that. Uh, and then at five, I've got Jacob Eason. You know, he's got a really powerful arm. Uh, he's accurate in the short part of the field. Uh, he's got really good field vision. He's a bit raw, but I, I think he'll end up being a good quarterback at the uh-huh. next level. All right, so to circle back to your question, J.K. Dobbins is pretty unique in my opinion. But if I had to give him a pro comparison, I'd probably go with Devontae Freeman. I look at Dobbins. I look at Dobbins versus Freeman as Freeman seems like a little. Freeman is a little shorter. That's a fact, and he's a little more stout, if you will. But they both have a similar running style, in my opinion. When I just watched the film on both of them, I had to scroll through the NFL teams and figure out who I was going to do. And I know the Falcons got Devontae Freeman. I'm not saying Dobbins will have the same end result, but you also have to factor in Dobbins did get a little banged up as well. A eh? Devontae Freeman too. Uh, he's been um, banged up in his NFL career, but I hope the same does not happen for him. Uh, but I'll go ahead and rank my top five quarterbacks because com- from me to you, we have the same list except for one thing, and that's what I'm going to focus on. Uh, Jordan Love over Jalen, uh, not uh, not Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, in my opinion. We have the same list except for that. Justin Herbert is a much more safer pick than Jordan Love. Jordan Love is perhaps one of, if not the most boom-bust prospect in this draft, and it's as simple as that. He's got a can for arm, like you said, but I, it's all going to depend on how much time these NFL teams give Jordan Love to develop and where he goes. Uh, it, Jordan Love, to me, though, I'd pick him over uh, Justin Herbert because, one, I'm not a big fan of Justin Herbert, so I'd rather go with a boomer bust just lay it all out there with Jordan Love and go with the guy that I'm not a huge fan of and I think at best will be an under-average, maybe average quarterback. And even though that's decent, I doubt that happens. I don't think Justin Herbert will succeed at the NFL level. Just my personal opinion. He he was a senior. He had all this time at Oregon, and he was still inconsistent. I mean, yeah, he's got a really good package. Uh, and when he is on fire, he plays well. But to be a good NFL quarterback, you have to have consistency. And Herbert just doesn't have it. Jordan Love, I'll just go boomer bust there, and I put him ahead of Justin Herbert. All right, I think that's fair. All right, so now I want to talk about 
Jalen Hurts because he's a very interesting prospect. Um, so we all know he played at Alabama. He was decent there, but he clearly had his own flaws. He ends up getting replaced by Tua, um, however you say his last name. Yeah, I just call him Tua. And Tua goes on to win them the NCAA title, and they never look back from there. Uh, Jalen Hurts transfers over to Oklahoma, and he lights it up there. He had a great year, uh, great year last year at Oklahoma. Now he's entering the NFL draft. What are your personal thoughts on Jalen Hurts? I mean, just looking at the film, I'm really not impressed. With Agreed. Him. I'm glad to I, hear that. Like I just. It seems like he try like I don't know what he's doing, but it just seems like he's making everything so much harder than it needs to be. Like his throws, the accuracy. I, I'm just I'm watching it and I'm like, uh, like how how are you not able to make that throw? There was one play. There, there was one play that was like pretty pretty bad. It was against uh, I want to say it was UCLA or maybe Notre Dame. I can't really tell from the jersey, uh, but like. Five yards out, maybe a five-yard pass to a wide, and I mean a wide-open running back, and he just overthrows him. Like, how, how are you not able to do that? I just don't like this guy's ability at the next level. Um, his ball placement is really, it's really terrible. Um, I mean, there's there are some good things. Obviously, he's got pretty decent field vision, um, but like his accuracy is just brutal, and that's the one thing you really need as a quarterback at the next level. You really need to be an accurate passer, and you need to be smart. There just seems times where not only is he not the smartest quarterback, but he just doesn't read the field well. And, you know, I'm really not trying to hate on him because I still think he can be a decent quarterback at the next level. But as for right now, he just looks like a product of the Lincoln-Riley system. That's just my opinion. That last point was on point, Thomas. No pun intended. Lincoln Riley is perhaps the best quarter, in my opinion, when it comes to head coaches in college. He's the best when it comes. He's like the quarterback whisperer in college football. He is incredible. You saw what he did with Baker Mayfield, with Kyler Murray, and nothing against them. They've had talent, and they've showed that in the NFL, uh, for the most part at least. Uh, but Jalen Hurts, again, he's a product of Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley covered up so many of his flaws. It's not even funny how many he did. Uh, how much I think Lincoln Riley deserves more credit than Jalen Hurts does for the success Jalen Hurts had. Jalen Hurts had a has a great work ethic. I'm not knocking him for that. I already know that, and I love people that have great work ethic. But that doesn't mean he's necessarily going to work out at the NFL level. Plus, although, yes, he can, he's a good runner with the ball. Jalen Hurts can run with the ball, but when I look at his play style, it fits college football more than it does the pros, uh, a.k.a. NFL. Uh, Jalen Hurts likes to run a lot of, like, read options and just run the ball a lot, just, like, out of the pocket. Like, they're set run plays. You don't get many of those in the NFL. I'm not saying it can't work there, but you have to be more of a passer. Jalen Hurts is kind of just more of a runner to me, and I'm not a big fan of that. So Jalen Hurts, I, I just don't see it in the cards for him uh, in the NFL. I do want to. I feel like I really harped on him a lot. I do want to mention some positives that he had. I feel like when he steps up in the pocket, 
really good results mm-hmm. happen. But a lot of times it doesn't. And I don't mean step up in the pocket and start running. I mean when he steps up in the pocket and makes an up throw, uh-huh. it's, it's a lot the results are a lot better. What I'm noticing is that sometimes he tends to, you know, stick behind the offensive line, continue to like back trot, and then he'll make a bad throw. Uh, like when he steps up in the pocket, he's actually a pretty good quarterback, but he doesn't for the most part. So that that's just what I'm noticing uh, from Jalen Hurts. He could still be very productive at the next level, but just from what I'm seeing, I'm not buying him. Yep. Uh, so I think we've touched up on that. Uh, I want to ask you one more question before we really jump into team needs uh, more per se than just these prospects themselves. But when it comes down to the wide receivers, yeah, you've got Justin Jefferson uh, and those types of guys. But the top three is clearly, clearly Henry Ruggs from Alabama, Jerry Judy from Bama and CeeDee Lamb from Oklahoma. Rank throws three wide receivers, one to three. Oh, can't do that to me. Oh, my God, this is this is very very difficult. Um, see the thing the thing is though it's different because I think CD Lamb is the number one. That's just my personal opinion, but okay. it's hard. For me, it's kind of hard to rank with Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs because Henry Ruggs, you know, his production wasn't as good because he was kind of you know held back in the Alabama offense where they like to spread the ball out. Um, but the film is really, really promising on mm-hmm. him. I, and I, but the thing is, I just don't know if he's ever going to be like like that guy at NFL level. I just don't think he's going to be able to be a capable number one option. So as a number two, I'd rather have Henry Ruggs. But mm-hmm. as a number one, I'd rather have Judy. Jerry I mean, Judy. Judy, Judy is ridiculously fast, but Henry Ruggs is just on another level. The athleticism, sure, his frame definitely needs a little bit of work. The athleticism is there. The speed is for certain there. He's a good route runner, a better route runner than most people are going to give him credit for. A lot of people just like to say, oh, he's a one-dimensional receiver. He's really not. I mean, if you look at the film, he's going to show you plays where he's going to burn cornerbacks because they're going to be scared. It's going to just, even having him on your team is going to open up so many more options for other things because his speed is devastating. Like, he is going to be able to burn defenders. And, like, teams are going to be scared of that. Teams aren't going to really press him as much. They're going to have to back up. They're going to have to have a deep safety because he could just blow by anyone. Um and with that said, knowing that he can blow by anyone, he's also very smart at, you know, picking his spots at where he should turn. Um, he's got a bunch of good little fakes and gimmicks to get the uh, get the cornerbacks out of place, and then he cuts across. So I really like Ruggs. I may put Ruggs a little bit ahead of Judy, maybe just a little bit. I may regret that later as I watch even more film on the two. That's just my personal opinion right now. Um, I'm going to so. I guess final order, it's obviously a subject to change, but Lamb, Ruggs, Judy. Okay, my rankings, I think between these three, you can put them in any order you want, and I wouldn't be upset. It is very close between the three. Personally, I put Jerry Judy at number one. I'm obsessed with potential, you know that. I like taking big risks, and Judy is a little riskier to me than these other guys, so... 
And that's what I like about him. Uh, if you're looking for a number one receiver, Jerry Judy. If you're looking for a number two, Henry Ruggs. But considering how high these guys are in the draft, if you're going to pick them that high, you're looking for a number one wide receiver. So Jerry Judy is number one. Everything about this guy is incredible. Uh, you know, he had, did have some concentration drops. Like, you know, those dry, those catches, yeah, he can burst down the field and make some over-the-shoulder catch. Some of the, the really only one place he struggles is those five-yard curl routes, and all he has to do is just sit there, position himself, and catch it. He dropped a few of those passes. But besides that, it's a clean slate for him. I really like him. He's 6'1", 193 pounds. I mean, that's a perfect height. 6'1", that's a great height for a wide receiver. He brings the speed, the acceleration. He's a great route runner. I just I just love Jerry Judy, and I think he has the potential to be a very good wide receiver. Then we've got C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb is a slightly safer pick for me uh, over Jerry Judy. I think it's very close between the two, personally, for me. A lot of people say Lamb's first. I'm going to slide him down to two. I just, it's... mm. It's tough for me because C.D. Lamb in a lot of draft classes could just be a number one. But, yeah, I'm going to stick to it. Judy's number one. C.D. Lamb's at 22. Similar to Jerry Judy, C.D. Lamb basically has a clean slate. Like, there's, it's very hard to find flaws in his game. I mean, just all over. It's positive, positives, positives, positives about C.D. Lamb. And there are very few negatives about him. And then third for me is Henry Ruggs. I think... The toughest decision for me is between one and two, Judy and Lamb. Henry Ruggs, I wouldn't say easily comes in third place for me, but I'm sticking him in third. I love his potential. Yeah, he's only 5'11", but he's super fast. Uh, Not super fast, but he's more athletic than he is speedy, but he does have some great acceleration. Um, What did you say? Ruggs? Yeah, we're talking about Henry Ruggs. Yeah, I know. I'm just uh, okay. I guess I guess with your point about acceleration, I mean the dude ran a four point two seven forty time. Yeah. So he's super super fast. I feel like I just got the vibe like. You no, 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 no. I meant to start off with acceleration and then get to speed. Oh, okay. Sorry. Some oh, I, thought, I was getting the vibe like you were saying he wasn't fast. No, no, no. Of course you. Yeah. Four two seven is one of the fastest of all time. Yeah, he's like. Like, it showed him, like, compared to, like, Tyreek Hill and, like, the speed differences, and he was actually faster. I don't think he's actually faster than Tyreek Hill. Neither do I. No, yeah, he's super fast. I meant to start with his acceleration because, personally, I, I this isn't really, like, something I really looked into, but from what I've read, his acceleration is actually a little better than his speed. So. Yeah. That makes sense. All right, so I, that's just what I want to start to. Not to get off track or anything like that. Um... And all, but personally, with Rugs compared to Judy and Lamb, Rugs to me is more like you already touched upon this, but he seems like more of a number two than a number one. And if I'm picking a wide receiver around the tenth pick, I'm looking for a number one. I'm not looking for a number two in nine out of ten cases. So that's why I put him at third. I also think he has a lot more weaknesses than the other two do. Like Judy really only is one. Lamb's got one or two. Rugs, you know, he can still improve his route running. Um, and just things like that. I think Rugs 
needs to improve on. So I don't think he's also as NFL ready. I just think there's a lot of potential there. Super fast, can accelerate really well. Um, his run after catch abilities really well. Um, and then obviously he's got the athleticism. So he just, he isn't as NFL ready either. So that's why I'd stick Ruggs at three, uh, Lan at two, and Jerry Judy at one. All right, I respect it. Like, it's really hard. Like, everyone's going to have their personal opinion. Like you said with Lance, there truly are more weaknesses. And in this case, I'm really going to go with the safe, uh, the more safe pick. He's really fast, you know, just like Judy. I mean, I wouldn't say he's as fast as Ruggs. Um, but he's, no, CD Lamb, CD Lamb is the slowest of the three. Oh, for sure. But he's definitely up there with those guys. And he's not slow. By no, any he's means. not slow. I wouldn't, he's definitely the slowest of the three, but he's not slow. His speed isn't a problem. Exactly. And you also have to take this into consideration. CD Lamb was dealing with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Like, you know they had two, uh. He had Jalen Hurts, who wasn't a very great passer. True. Um, but in a 62 uh, receptions, 1,327 yards, 14 touchdowns. He's got the body and the physicality of a number one receiver in the NFL. Great hands, great route runner. He's got good strength. Um, I, I just really like everything about him. And as I continue uh, to study more on him, I think he could legitimately be a top five, top three, even, uh, wide receiver in his prime. Really? Wow. Really? High hopes for him. All right, so now we'll get to more of, like, the uh, NFL team needs, per se. Like, what should they do with their draft pick? So let's get to that. All right, so now we're going to get to, like, some of the team needs, per se, some of the potential trades they should take uh, or offer up to some other teams or some players they should target. So I feel like the Top three is pretty obvious. Uh, that's not always fun. I always like to see maybe someone in the top three either looking to trade down or really pondering between two to three prospects. But this year, that is just not the case. Since he's taking Joe Burrow, Washington is taking Chase Young, and the Lions are taking Okuda, Okuda the cornerback. Uh, but then it gets interesting at number four with the New York Giants. Thomas, what is your take on the Giants? Do you think they should trade down? maybe trade up, try to trade up at least, or should they just stay put and pick someone else that's left on the board? Because they're going to know exactly who's going to be there and who's not. Oh, that is, wow. Can you get, can you just like give me a couple, I need to pick up that one. Yeah. That's a real tough yeah, that's one. Fine. All right. Uh, so I'll touch up, I guess, on my personal thoughts on the New York Giants current situation. Um, they're in a spot that I don't think they should go for a quarterback. Daniel Jones, I mean, he did cool off during the year, but they picked him with the sixth pick. He's working out all right so far in his rookie year. Definitely do not go for a quarterback. So Tua, Justin Herbert, any of those guys off the board. Uh, take them off the board for me. The wide receivers, I think this team could use a wide receiver, but number four is just too early for them. I'd really like to see them take some sort of receiver early on in the draft because they really do need to build around Daniel Jones. I think he needs another weapon. Uh, But honestly, after some pondering, after some thinking about it, I say this team should take Isaiah Simmons. Their defense is really built a lot off of their front seven. 
Isaiah Thomas. Um, no, I just said Isaiah Thomas. I'm re- I'm missing him in the NBA right now. Um, but Simmons is a linebacker, but he played five different positions in college last year. That is crazy. So considering the Giants have so many holes at defense, maybe they could move him around and he could fit all these different positions for this team on defense. Because I think as much as I want this team to kind of trade down to Jerry Judy or CeeDee Lamb and give Daniel Jones that weapon that I think he desperately needs, Isaiah Simmons is sitting right there at number four, and I think he'd be a great playmaker for this defense. He fits exactly what they need. He fits their style of play. So that's what I do if I'm the Giants. I either take Isaiah Simmons or I look into trading down and taking a wide receiver. I'm actually I'm actually going pretty much the exact same route as you. After thinking about it, I think the first option is definitely to take Simmons. Like you said, extremely versatile, extremely yep. fast. Good run defenders, good um, pass coverage. Um, he can cover pretty much anyone, you know, running backs, tight ends, receivers. Uh, he's athletic. He's a great tackler. He's just got a lot of potential, in my opinion. Uh, and I think that – I don't want to say he's the safest necessarily, uh, but no. I think he'd be a really, really good fit for a Giants team that desperately needs uh, some sort of anything. Uh, if not, they should – Definitely, definitely trade down for C.D. Lamb because Lamb. Well, I believe personally that he is the number one receiver in his class. He's re- he's a really, really safe player and or safe prospect, I should say. And I think that he could, you know, I think he could fit well uh, with the Daniel Jones just in terms of how he could be. I mean, he could be like a Devonte Adams type player. Um, or the Andre Hopkins type player that I think would pair well with Daniel Jones. But overall, if I had to say one choice, I would say that they should go with Isaiah Simmons. Alrighty, now we're going to move on to the Dolphins. This one is really tough for me. I'm going to let you start this one off if you already know. They're at the five spot now. It sounds like everybody says they should pick Tua, but what is your take on what the Dolphins should do with that number five pick? The number five pick. Tua, Tua is sitting right there for them. I mean, looking back maybe a year from now, I don't think anyone would have said, oh, well, the Dolphin, well, Tua is going to slide to the fifth pick. But believe it or not, he is. Um, and no I one think, thought the Dolphins wouldn't be picking number one either. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I think that an opportunity to select Tua, it just can't be passed up. I mean, they've got a pretty, they've got a decent and improving defense. They've got a great head coach. Uh, personally, their offense, it's not that great. But they do have a pretty good number one option in Devontae Parker. And I think potentially you could pair that guy up with someone like a Henry Ruggs. So if they wanted to trade it into the first round, or I don't really know their pick situation. Oh, they have, they're uh, locked and loaded. Right now they have the fifth pick, they've got the 18th pick, and they have the 26th pick. Uh, remember they made all those trades. They're just wheeling and dealing for assets. So they are locked and loaded coming into this draft. So they could trade. I mean, with the 18th pick, they could probably trade up a couple spots and take rugs like you were talking about. So that's also a possibility for them if they wanted to, but keep going. Do you think rugs would be still be there at 18 for them? I think it's possible, but I'd only give it like a 15% chance. So you uh, wouldn't risk it. I would not risk it. If I were them, 
you never know on draft day, you might hear rumors, but you never know if that's smoke and mirrors. So if I were the Dolphins, just to be safe, I w- if I was really interested in rugs, I would trade up for three to five spots, probably. Maybe three to six if you really feel the necessity. Uh, you got to kind of play it by air on draft day. There are some of these players that, I don't know where these teams have these high interests in. Sometimes it's smoke and mirrors, all the rumors like I was talking about. But if they're really interested in rugs, uh, it depends. They, they're going to have to trade up a little bit, though. But there is a chance he could slide down there. I wouldn't be too shocked. To me, this may be a bit bold, but the doll, the Dolphins, I think they just the first round needs to be all offense for them. I think they should select Tua with the fifth pick. Too, he's too good to pass up at this point. I think they should trade up for Henry Ruggs. And with that Jonathan pick, Taylor? What? I, feel, I don't think you're going to say um, – J.K. Dobbins or Jonathan Taylor, but I would say maybe they go for Jonathan Taylor, like a really talented running back. I was actually going to say J.K. Dobbins at 26, but yeah, either J.K. Dobbins or Jonathan Taylor, I think it'd be a perfect fit. They desperately, desperately need a running back, and I'm just thinking for this Miami Dolphins team that really needs a spark. They've got a good defense. They've got a good head coach. Now they need to get the talent. Let's start building up. Let's get you know a Henry Ruggs, or if they trade up far enough, maybe they can get a Jerry Judy or a C.D. Lamb. I mean, I don't think they're willing to trade up to like the 11th spot to get him. But if they do, you know, they can get a number one option for Tua. And then um, you select a guy like a Jonathan Taylor or a J.K. Dobbins. We're on the same page here. I mean, I've always brought in like this um, get the safe before you buy the gold method, but that's not always the case. I think this is one of the positions where, yeah, the Dolphins don't necessarily have the case just uh, safe just yet, but Tua is sitting right there for them. And I'm not the biggest Tua fan, but he is a good prospect, and he has been banged up. I don't think he should start right away, um, you know, they're going to have to have somebody that's going to be there to start those first couple weeks. But, no, I, I think they're going to have to ditch that, my method, and just pick Tua and then build around him with those next two picks. So we're on the same page there. Uh, and then here's a pick where I think we're both kind of in agreement. We're going against the tide here. A lot of people think they should just go for quarterback Justin Herbert. But we both disagree as far as I'm concerned. Um, I believe they should either trade out of that spot or they should take Tristan Wirfs. Yeah, that's his name. Tristan Wirfs, outside tackle from Iowa. The dude's just a beast. I did, I still put up arguments for Andrew Thomas that he's the best offensive lineman, but that would be reaching for him at eight where tri- or at six. Tristan Wirfs, that's not a bad place to pick him. The Chargers need an offensive lineman. He's a great one for them to pick. What would you do at the number six spot if you're the Chargers? With the number six spot, like you said, I really, I, I want to preach this. I don't think that they should select Justin Herbert. Well, I'm, you know, I wouldn't call myself, I'm pretty neutral about Justin Herbert. I neither like him nor dislike him, but I just don't think he fits the timeline. The Chargers have the talent to, you know, maybe be a top four seed or at least definitely make the playoffs. So I think they need to go for more of a win-now quarterback. I mean, Tyrod Taylor, um, I I guess if you if you really have to, you can go with Tyrod Taylor. But I still think they should be pursuing a guy like a Cam Newton. Or if you really want to get risky, you can give him a Jameis Winston. Obviously, I don't think that'll happen. But I just think they need more of a quarterback for a win-now situation. And I just think it's pointless to draft a 
a guy like Justin Herbert, Agreed. who's probably not even going to play for you. Who I would take with that pick? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little outside of the box, box and I'm gonna go with Jedrick Wills. I think he's um, he's definitely one of the safer picks. Um, he's a big, he's wide, extremely athletic. Uh, he's got really good footwork. He can just bulldoze down blocks. Uh, he doesn't have really a ton of weaknesses. Um, and I think he's probably one of the more safe uh, tackles in this draft. And I think that he'd be a perfect fit for the Chargers, who, like you said, uh, really need some help on the offensive line. All right. So when we look at the rest of the draft, like, what is a trade? Like, what do you think is going to be, like, the big trade of the draft? Uh, basically, like, with one of those picks. It, it does that makes any sense? Like, like within the top ten, do you see like any big trade happening? Like somebody trading down or trading up? Oh, uh, that's actually pretty difficult. Uh, honestly, oh, like I don't know. I was gonna say the Jaguars trading up because I feel like. As much as, you know, everyone loves Gardner Minshew, I'm not completely sold on him, if that makes sense. Like, I'm yeah. not, like, he just seems, like, kind of more of a meme to me than an actual NFL quarterback. So I feel like if they traded up uh, to where the Chargers were at and selected Justin Herbert, just as maybe, like, a safety mm -hmm. valve. Uh, Personally, I, yeah, I'm going to let you keep going, but I disagree, and I'm going to say why. Like, I don't know. I'm just not I'm not a big fan of Gardner Minshew personally. And as long as they don't give up too much, I wouldn't mind them trading up for a guy like Herbert, but I do want to hear your thoughts. So the reason I see where you, what you're saying, uh they do have Nick Foles. Uh, no, they don't. Yeah, he left. I was just about to say that. Um but Gardner Minshew to me as much as I don't think he will be a franchise quarterback, I see where you're saying he cooled down towards the end of the year. Uh, but I'd give him one more year, to be honest. And I don't – if I'm the Jaguars, I don't trade up. I, I like the fit with Justin Herbert there, to be honest. But I don't think – I just think it's a poor time for them to pick a quarterback. Right now, they are in tough times in Jacksonville. They are trying to clean out the house right now. They are – they're scrambling. They're all over the place. They are kind of a mess there. Um, so for me, if I were them, I'd just go with a non-quarterback because if Justin Herbert walks into that fire, he's never coming out alive, you know? So I stick it out with Gardner Minshew, hope maybe he works out, pick somebody else, and if he doesn't, you go for somebody next year. Because if I think, if you, one, I just think Gardner Minshew deserves a second year. And second of all, I just, with the Jaguars picking a quarterback just doesn't make sense right now because they're just in a bad time. Like, it's not the right time to bring in a young quarterback there because they're not going to come out alive unless it's Joe Burrow or something like that. So I like the fit with Justin Herbert, maybe if it's like next year or something, but this year I just don't think it's in the cards. If he falls to number nine, though, maybe we start talking. Yeah, I, I definitely see what you're saying, and it's a, it's a little bit bold on my part. Uh, if, they, if they don't decide to trade down, I think Jacksonville should, you know, at least try to start bringing back Saxonville and select either a Derek Brown or a Javon Kinlaw just to start boosting up that defensive line and, like I said, bring Saxonville back. Um, but other than that, Jaguars are just oh, a mess. brutal. Yeah. All right, so I know I want to now talk about 
With the 13th pick, the San Francisco 49ers own it because they made the DeForest Buckner trade. They traded defensive tackle DeForest Buckner to the Colts for the 13th overall selection. And this move puzzled some people because they didn't see it coming. The 49ers had a great defensive line. They had a phenomenal front seven, and they had a ton of pieces there. Now they shipped one away for the 13th pick in the draft. It's clear the 49ers are getting onto something. They're either looking to trade up or trade down or use this as a trade chip, or they're really interested in somebody at that uh, position. What do you think the 49ers are getting at? I think, to me, it's pretty obvious what they're getting at. And with the departure of Emmanuel Sanders, I think they've got to be going for a receiver. Agreed. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, I don't think CeeDee Lamb will be available for them. But personally, Jerry Judy seems like an awesome fit for that team. Yes. Like, just think think about how much he would thrive in that Kyle Shanahan offense. I just think he's a great fit. Um, Like, Judy's definitely got potential to be really, really good. I don't know if that's exactly what San Francisco is, you know, trying to go for. No one really knows what they're trying to go for. Uh, but if I were them, I'd, I'd go with Jerry Judy because I think he's a really good fit in that offense, and I think Kyle Shanahan could turn him into something really, really special. I, you hit it on the nail. Uh, you hit the nail on the head, whatever the saying is. But that's exactly what I was going to say. When Emmanuel Sanders left, was it a coincidence that they made this trade just days after? No, not at all. Um, the, it's clear they're going for a uh, wide receiver. They traded for the 13th pick. What do you know? All the receivers, the top three receivers are expected to go right around that area. I don't think they should go for Henry Ruggs. For me, it's either CeeDee Lamb or Jerry Judy or Bust. That's something against Ruggs. I just don't think he fits their system and what they're looking for as well. Uh, But who knows? Maybe they decide to trade up two or three more spots just to make sure they get a Jerry Judy or CeeDee Lamb. I prefer Jerry Judy because, one, I think he's better, and two, I think he fits the system a little better. But unless you have any more questions for me or anything else you would like to discuss, go for it. But I think I'm all set. Um. I do want to ask you one more question, yeah. actually. The Carolina Panthers, in a very, very difficult situation, like what's their approach coming in, and who do you think they're going to select with the seventh pick? Well, they're not going for quarterback. They just signed Teddy Bridgewater. That That's, that's obvious. They right. could... Their wide receiver situation is interesting to me because they have DJ Moore, super underrated. They do have Curtis Samuel. He's not terrible. Uh, running back, they've got Christian McCaffrey. They're all set there. For me, I it either comes down to fill in a hole defensively, add another wide receiver, slash tight end to help out um, Teddy Bridgewater, or add someone on the offensive line. Now I'm going to go over to the players. I think they should either go for, if Isaiah Simmons falls to seven, take him for sure. Uh, but honestly, ooh, you've got me there. This is a tough one. Andrew Thomas. You're right about th- they could, but no, it's not the play. It's not the player. It's what position does this team go to? Because I believe all three receivers, all the top three receivers, will be there. They can go for Judy or CD Lamb, or there's offensive linemen here and there that they could go for, or they could go for a guy like Derek Brown if he's still there and bolster up the defensive line. This team has 
endless possibilities with what they could do with that pick. They just have to make the right decision. But if I was in their shoes and I have to make a selection, I'm either going with Jedrick Wills, Tristan Wirfs, or Andrew Thomas. I think one of those offensive linemen will be gone at that point, but it just depends on who's available. Any one of the three, whichever one's available. Teddy Bridgewater needs the protection. He already got hurt once in his career. He's a little paranoid in the uh, back in the pocket. He gets a little paranoid sometimes. I think he needs that time in the pocket. I really think he could also use a more of a playmaker at wide receiver, but I believe the offensive line for Teddy Bridgewater is more important than a, a star wide receiver. So I'd go with one of those three offensive linemen, depending who is available. And yeah, just like going off of what you're saying, I think an offensive lineman is, is just what they have to go do, just with the injury history and everything like that. And not only that, you know, got to get the big boys up front for Christian Caffrey, who is basically the Carolina Panthers' entire offense. And I think Teddy Bridgewater is really going to fit in with the Panthers because, let's face it, he's more of a check-down guy. Yes. And who's going to be opening the flats, you know, nine times out of ten? Christian McCaffrey. Expect Christian McCaffrey to, you know, at least probably replicate the season or maybe be slightly worse considering how dominant he was this year. But he's going to be a beast. He fits well with the Panthers, and I think they should draft an offensive lineman with this pick. The only thing that scares me about the Teddy Bridgewater Panthers fit is Teddy Bridgewater preached this time and time again is more of a quarterback that can come in and he's a gay, he's the ultimate game manager. He's going to say this, listen, I'm not going to push the ball down the field. I'm not going to go ahead and put up 30 plus points for your offense, but I'm also not going to turn the ball over. We're not going to score a lot of points as an offense. We'll probably score 14 to 24 points. A lot of the pressure is going to be on the defense. And as much as I'm not going to turn it over and I am going to waste a lot of time and keep the ball out of the other opposing offense's hands and help the defense out a little bit that way, he does rely on the defense. Like in New Orleans, you saw, they had a lot of games that were like 20 to 17 wins or something like that, where they didn't score a ton of points, but the defense really showed up because the Saints have a really good defense. The Panthers don't really. So offensively, I think he fits their system decently, but – that's where I'm really scared, and that's why I kind of am a little more inclined to pick a defender. But as you said, and as I said, I think they should go for an offensive lineman with this pick. I agree. All right, is that uh, is that all? I think so. All right, so that's going to wrap up today's episode. Thank you, Thomas, a.k.a. Mr. Sideline, for joining the podcast. Uh, go follow our Instagrams at Mr. Sideline, at After the Buzzer Sports Talk. We've been doing some collabs lately and whatnot. Also, go check out Thomas's podcast. We've done a couple episodes over there. Uh, He's got some really good stuff. So if you're looking for also like NBA content, he knows a little bit more about me when it comes to the NBA. So definitely go check out his stuff, especially if you're looking for some things in the NBA department. But that's going to wrap it up for me and Mr. Sideline. So thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you guys next time. 